Innes Forgettance is a folk fantasy podcast set in an alternate Appalachia and faraway Celtic fort. You can help support me and this story by sharing it with your friends, posting on social media, or by clicking the link in the description to buy me a coffee. I'm glad you joined me this week, and stay safe out there in the woods. Previously on the Innes Forgettance, Elga the storykeeper and Aben the locksmith performed a ritual to discern the nature of the gifting of Seamus, a deeply afflicted young man. He is racked by waves of mania and despair every day, vowing that someone called the Everchild would make the Innes people flee their land. Whatever his gifting is seems to be more of a curse, and has not been seen since the Innes tribe fled the first land. Elga promised to use her power to summon visions of the past and mine the ancient stories to learn more about Seamus's disturbing gifting. Secretly, Elga wants to know more about the Everchild of which Seamus speaks, and she fears she knows who it is. Elga and Brana in the Past High noon sunlight filtered through cracks in the roof of the Triad Lodge and patterned the dirt floor in a crosshatch. Seamus would come again soon. Elga held the bowl of loose, burning herbs in the lodge, allowing the smoking, dried leaves to cleanse the area before the teenager's arrival. She had promised to search the memories to understand the gifting Seamus shared with their ancient ancestor. She'd kept her promise. The knowledge chewed at her core like termites on a flayed open log, but she'd kept her promise. A quick rapping at the door. Come in, she said, voice tight and sinewy. The heavy oaken door scraped across the dusty lodge floor. A shaggy head peered around its edge. My ma'am doesn't want to see your face, Seamus said. She told me to report back on what you say. Elga gestured to the center of the room. I know it's not your fault, Seamus's voice cracked, but I need relief. This is the clearest I felt all day. He shuffled to her and fell to his knees, clutching her dark green robe and holding it to his face. Speak comfort to me, Storykeeper. Now may be the only time I can hear it this day. As unsettling as his behavior was, Elga's heart ached for the young man, 
Her fingers found his dirty hair, and she stroked his head as though he were her grandson. Knees creaking and protesting, she knelt beside him, placed the smoke-cleansing bowl in front of them both. From what I can discern, you are a sibyl, young Seamus, a seer of a sort. There have been varying abilities in each one, but the most consistent trait in others before you is they have arisen particularly when our people will experience a drastic change. <laughs> Tragedy, Seamus said. Tragedy. Alga swallowed. In the past, the changes have been tragic. Yes, the sense of foreboding can be dreadful. She stopped herself, attempting to describe his situation as diplomatically as possible. And people handle that foreboding with varying degrees of functionality. Sibyls warn us so we are not surprised, so we can heed their wisdom. But I see nothing, Seamus said. I don't see scenes dance before my eyes, the way you call forth the past like players at Beltane festivities. All I sense is the heavy, dark dread, deeper than the sea. That's something big and monstrous. And terrible will happen because of the Everchild. Seamus's blue eyes flashed like harsh sunlight on choppy waves. He hurried to his feet, glowering down at her. His sudden shift flashed fear in Elga's heart. Pardon, she said. The Everchild. He growled through gritted teeth. Well, make us leave. Elga swallowed. He didn't have to say her name. They both knew who the Everchild must be. Couldn't be. Won't be, Elga thought. She took a steadying breath. Aben and I will consult with all unlocked Innis tribal members, she said fighting against the wobble in her voice. We will carefully scrutinize those ready for their unlocking. We will identify the Everchild and take action to prevent this. No. His hands flew to cover his face, raking through his wild hair. No, 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 no. <laughs> the storykeeper says we must heed the Sibyl even as she herself covers her ears. <laughs> he froze as though under a sudden spell. Protect our land! The words groaned from him like the first rumbles of an earthquake. Elga shuddered, Seamus said. Protect our people. If you will not make Brana. The Everchild. Leave. He turned slowly, eyes wild and earnest and angry. I will. 
Another unsettling laugh bubbled up, then crumbled into a guttural sob. I will. <laughs> I will, he gasped. I will. I will. I will. I will. Covering his face, he rushed from the lodge, but his last desperate muttering floated to Elga's ears and turned her veins to ice. I'll have to. Elga's legs shook, brittle with age and exhaustion. She leaned on Abin's arm, gasping for breath. You should have had Jala the messenger send for me, Abin said, with her voice that rides on the clouds, not half all the way to my hut. No, Elga's chest burned. She gasped and swallowed the drops of saliva remaining in her dry mouth. No one outside the triad can know of this, not until she's safe. She felt his strong arm flex and bolster her, allowing her the dignity of pretending to walk on her own while they hurried across fort, back toward the hut she shared with Brana. Tribesmen and women milled about on the sunny afternoon. She hoped they wouldn't see the terror in her eyes as she returned their cheerful greetings. Are you certain Seamus isn't simply mad? Abin muttered. He flashed a wide smile. Finian, fine day. It is, said Finian, flanked by two of his sheep. Afternoon to ye, Elga. Afternoon, she wheezed. She cleared her throat and muttered her answer to Abin. Dead certain. And are you sure that Brona is the ever child of which he speaks? Abin pressed. A pause. She'd promised herself Brana would grow up one day, become a woman interested in men, in homekeeping, in childbearing. Now, whether due to Brana's mysterious gifting or the intricacies of her peculiar spirit, Elga could no longer clutch the weak-legged hope that her granddaughter would ever be normal. I... I... She fumbled, but Abin spoke first. Either way, you're right. She must be safe. There's... there's no time for hand fasting, Elga pressed. She must be married sooner. Sheltered away imminently, Abin stopped. She had been looking at her feet, but now she looked up. Her own wooden door stood in front of her. From the other side filtered the lilting, off-key tune of a tribal love song. She sings, Abin murmured. Could she be in love? Elga whispered, not daring to hope. Well then, Abin gave her arm a tug. Perhaps the solution is less arduous than previously imagined. She reached a shaking hand toward the wooden door and pushed it open. Grandmother, Brana met her with a wide smile. I met a new plant friend, one of a kind, but... Brana, 
Elga spoke in a soft soprano, using every ounce of her nearly drained strength to keep her voice light and musical, like her dead daughter might have done. We have some exciting news. Blood thrummed in Brana's ears like a war drum, drowning out every other word Grandmother spoke. Please, please, she panted. I beg you, too fast. Please, please, I beg you, too fast. Everything will be okay, my dove, she said. Brana shook her head like a rattlesnake's tail. Her pulse scurried faster than a cornered mouse's. Her hand flailed out to find grandmother's, grasp it for some comfort, some control. But she found nothing. Don't, don't do this to me. Don't make me leave you. Her voice broke. It's too fast. Brana. Grandmother's voice deepened with displeasure that burned at Brana's breast. She pulled at her tunic as if to fan the invisible flames, searing her. Brana, I do this for you. You must do this for me. We are for each other. Do you trust that? Brana gulped, throat dry and gritty with her heaving breath. For you, grandmother, but, but please, 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 can you tell me why? I am sick. Sick. I must retreat to our healer's hut. We don't know how long until I'll return or... Grandmother flinched. You need to marry Kerba and leave Fort. Aben will escort you to Yerdat land at sunrise. Her entire world halted. The blood that had crashed in her brain like a tidal wave now yanked itself away. Chills prickled over her body. Crashing to her knees, she clutched Grandmother's robe and held it to her face. It was damp and scented with someone else's salty tears. Hold me, Grandmother, she whispered. One last time. The Innis Forgettance was written, narrated, and produced by me, Leah Noel, with special appearance by David Walker. The original song, Beware the Never Seen, was written, composed, and performed by Georgia musicians Miles Landrum and Lorelei. You can find links to more of their excellent music in the show notes. Sound effects came from the kind folks at freesound.org. You can follow this podcast with behind the scenes and more on Instagram and TikTok at Leah with a pen. Conjure